Well, that was fun, wasn't it? Romeo Langford hits the go-ahead three-pointer. Celtics win a preseason game. Jalen Brown looks awesome, and I'm going to talk about it all right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Rainy Jay's back with the vengeance. Back. All the real Celtics fans in attendance. This is the truth like 34. It's like walking in the garden when you hear the roars. Crowd goes crazy. Most in-depth coverage on the daily, mainly podcast royalty. The content kings. When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings, focus like Danny at the deadline. Global, but it got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's, that's the best way. Melly. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Thank you for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. You will always find Lockdown Celtics free and everywhere podcasts are available, including YouTube and at LockdownCeltics.com. Boston Celtics open up the preseason with a 98-97 win. Thank you, Romeo Langford, with the not buzzer-beating three, late go-ahead three. Aaron Neesmith with a big eight-point explosion in the fourth quarter. Jalen Brown with 25 points, 16 in the first quarter. Good vibes all around, but plenty to work on for the Boston Celtics. So, talk a little bit about the game in the first segment. Some of the good stuff, the individual stuff in the second segment. Later on in the third segment, some of the bad stuff, including Jalen Brown kind of, sort of, seemingly going out of his way to make a comment about Marcus Smart. Which, I don't want to stir things up. But I'll play you, I'll play it for you, and you can see for yourself if I'm making too much of this or not. Let's just start with the game, shall we? Boston Celtics get the game winner from Romeo Langford. Let me just say, I, I've said this yesterday, I said this in the past, preseason games don't mean anything. That shot going in or not doesn't change any of the things that went wrong for the Celtics in this in this game. They still struggled for, you know, they, they turned the ball over too much, especially early on, the defensive lapses and blah, 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 blah. But at the same time, it really is nice to get them vibes flowing, feeling good, get that garden rocking. And Romeo, when he made that three, the place exploded. The building was loud. That building gets loud and it wasn't even full. It goes down as a sellout. I don't know how it goes down as a sellout, but it was announced as a sellout. But I'd say it was probably 70% full, but that's that's full enough for that comeback. And Ime Odoka was talking about it after the game. Uh, Al Horford mentioned it after the game. These guys, you know, Al Horford coming back, Udoka getting his first real taste of it on the Celtics sideline. Kind of fun to even, even in the preseason, even though it's meaningless. It's fun to have that atmosphere. It's fun to have that that you know the the feeling of the fans going nuts and all of that stuff. Hey, we can talk about getting basketball and being technical and and all of that stuff. Well, I can do my job and and tell you as much as uh, however long you're going to listen that the the actual result doesn't matter. It doesn't change the fact that people paid money to go to this game and paid money at this game to buy food and beer and souvenirs and all of that stuff. So they wanted to go and see a game and and see the Celtics win, and they did. So good for the fans for for getting that. Romeo Lankford, who changed his number from 45 to 9 because he said, quote, made me look a little too big 
look a little chunky. <laughs> uh, now he says the smaller number makes him lighter. He can jump higher. Uh, I, I thought the fourth quarter of the game was fun. Uh, nice to see Pritchard, Neesmith, Langford go out there and make some plays. Got to give Ennis Cantor a little bit of love because he he did get some of the offensive rebounds that were really big. Even though same old same old Ennis, Ennis Cantor. I somebody tweeted at me. You know, can't wait to hear what I had to say about Cantor and, and and get all over him about his defense. Same thing. A lot of switching from the Celtics in this one. Cantor switched onto guards. He got destroyed. That that's how how it's going to go. If Cantor switches onto a guard, you're toast. Uh, he's toast. But he, to his credit you know, did what Ennis Kander does. Go out there, offensive rebound, kept the ball alive, gave the Celtics opportunities to to win the game. All right, let's go back to the beginning of the game, the stuff that really, really mattered. Because I think, in what I wrote on Boston Sports Journal, uh, did I introduce myself? John Corrales, Boston Sports Journal, beat writer. (laughs) Wrote a book about the team uh, that you can buy on my website, (laughs) johncorrales.com. I'm so giddy about the basketball being back. I forget to do like my normal routine. Uh, the Celtics were, uh, I think, a little too hyped. I think they, as as Ime Odoka put it, they listened to me a little too much. And I think they overpassed a lot at the beginning. I think they were so focused on the passing that they didn't really pay attention to magic players on the, you know, getting ready to jump into passing lanes. So early on, they, that's what Orlando did. They just said, oh, okay, I know you're going to, I know you're trying to pass. So we're going to jump the passing lane and they got a few steals out of it. It's almost like, you know, you get tunnel vision. The Celtics were so tunnel visioned. Like, okay, I get it. There's Jalen Brown. I'm going to pass it to Jalen Brown. Oops. I didn't, I looked completely past this magic defender who was right there the whole time and just, didn't I didn't pay attention to him. You know, you get that tunnel vision in uh, and, and you things that are in your periphery that you should notice that you just they just kind of blend and and go gray. <laughs> you don't you don't pay attention. That's what the Celtics were doing. So they overpassed a ton. There were a lot of sloppy turnovers there. I think offensively in the half court, we have to we're going to have to wait and see what this team can really be. We didn't see a lot in in this game that showed us that they can be a cohesive offense. So first first preseason game, call it jitters, call it overemphasizing the the things that Emeo Doka was overemphasizing over the course of the week. Whatever it is, we'll have to wait to see now until the second game. What what adjustments can be made? Because we all love to see th- this talk about playing fast. These guys want to play fast and that .5 basketball where you you catch the ball and either shoot or pass or dribble. But at the same time, you can't play too fast. And this goes back to one of my favorite sayings, slow down to speed up, where the Celtics, if they had just slowed down just a little tick, they wouldn't have had those turnovers and they would have actually played faster offensively just by calming down a little bit slowing themselves down just a tick and then making those passes and and really uh, making that offense pop. We saw a few possessions of the ball movement and it looked really good. We saw it. We saw ball movement and it, it just didn't work out. 
in some instances where they missed a lot of shots. Celtics missed a lot of shots. So I thought that, you know, the offense, the half court offense looked a little shaky and we're just gonna have to wait to see that. That was going to always be something that needed work and is going to need more work. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about this when we get into Marcus Smart and some of the individual stuff. Uh, defensively, tons of switching, switching basically everything. And that's fine against Orlando. You have the size to match up against Orlando. Uh, what's going to happen against other teams and teams that play different styles, teams with a more pick and roll heavy uh, offense, teams with different types of sets, different types of offensive approaches. So I thought the Celtics defensively, they were okay. They were okay. Um, I think generally my, what, what I wrote about on Boston sports journal was they did just enough to feel okay. You come out of this game feeling good. Like I said, great vibes. You got that win. Everybody's happy. The bench is going nuts. Great to see the bench going crazy. All of the regulars on the bench cheering and yelling and going nuts for Romeo Langford. Like all of that stuff is, is great. And, and you want to take that energy into practice on Wednesday because they're not practicing on Tuesday or they're not officially practicing on Tuesday. You want to take that energy into the court and have those good vibes and you still want to feel good about what you're doing, but they also have a ton to work on. So it was almost like a perfect kind of scenario for the Celtics where enough went right where you feel good. You come into the next, you got that energy coming into the next day. But enough went wrong and plenty went wrong that the coaches can be like, okay, still got to put in a ton of work. Don't feel good. Don't feel like you've taken a shortcut. Don't feel like there's a step that you can skip. There's plenty for them to work on. So uh, I think defensively, we'll see how much they continue switching. They switched basically everything. Uh, We'll see if they continue to do that. I'll get into some of the individual stuff. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, uh, the Schroeder-Horford combination. That is all coming up next. First, I've got to tell you about DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, then you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and then you're borrowing somebody's login to get the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all of that entertainment you love without the hassle, and it's a great way to get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again, and the best part, there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion. Get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Today's show is also brought to you by Shopify. Shopify is a great service. It's more than a store. It lets you connect with your customers, drive sales, and manage your day-to-day. You can give it gives entrepreneurs a resource that is once reserved for big businesses. You know, it's it's hard when so many people are starting their own small businesses, whatever it is clothing, something uh, uh, that you make, some a service, whatever it is, 
it's hard to compete with what these big businesses have as far as their resources. So Shopify can help you out. It instantly lets you accept all major payment like payment methods. Uh, it has thousands of integration integrations for third-party apps, on-demand printing to accounting to advanced chatbots to go uh, above and beyond for your customers. Supercharge your knowledge, your sales, and your success. Check out Shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial to get a full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to Shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA right now. That's Shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA. Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. Again, I want to thank you for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Going to get into some of the bad stuff that I saw in the first preseason game coming up in a few minutes. Check out the Locked On Red Sox podcast for your second listen. Red Sox and Yankees in the uh, wild card game. Tuesday night, you'll have a preview, Locked On Red Sox. They'll have all of the reaction afterwards. So make your second listen, the Locked On Red Sox podcast. Now let's get into individual stuff, the good stuff that we saw from the 98-97 win, preseason win over the Orlando Magic. Let's start with Jalen Brown, who was 8 of 16, 4 of 12 from 3. 12 three-pointers. I kind of looked past that the first time around. Uh, 12 three-pointers, uh, made four, uh, finished with 25 points, 16 points in the first quarter. First quarter was Jalen just kind of dancing out there. Before the game, I was sitting there watching Jalen warm up. I was talking to Tom Westerholm, uh, who now works at boston.com. Used to work with me over at Mass Live before we both left. And we were watching Jalen warm up and Jalen's got his, his ear pods in and Westerholm turns to me and goes, whatever Jalen's listening to right now, it's a banger. Because he's out there. He just felt good. You can see the way he was moving. He was feeling a certain way. And when I looked at him, I said, yeah, he's got like that, that boxer shuffle going on. It's very, it was very fun to watch him kind of warm up. And it was his first game back from the wrist surgery. And I thought that was important for, for him to have that that big start because, you know, he, he's back on the floor. He said, I, I was back on the floor for the first time and felt good, felt fun. He's out there blowing kisses after three-pointers like he, he likes to do. He had a strong finish, and you know, for an and one. He is out there, he's like flexing and doing the whole Jalen Brown thing. Uh, it, it, was, it was good to see him out there and, and playing well individually, offensively. The Celtics are going to need him to be very good in that form uh, and, and to see him enjoying himself for the first bet, you know, in that first game back since the surgery, look, look I'm not going to go over overblown here with it. It was wrist surgery on his offhand, but it's the first time he's ever had surgery. So he had that element to it. He was always going to come back. No one ever expected him to not come back and be ready for the season. Still, he says that it gave him, a new perspective to, to watch the playoffs. When you watch it like that, it gives you a different kind of look. 
you see things from a different vantage point. And he says it does, it does make this different. He sees the game just a little bit differently now in a good way. So let's see what carries on here. This is a great performance, but let's see next. What's next with Jalen Brown? But right now, great to see him go out there and, and play the way he did. Uh, Jason Tatum also played well for large portions of the game. He didn't play much. Jalen played 26 and a half minutes. Uh, Tatum played 25. We knew going in that it was going to be about 24 or so for the veterans, and no one played more than the 26 minutes that Jalen Brown played. So Tatum comes out a little, a little tough in certain spots, but then he, in the third quarter, started to play big boy basketball and really uh, started to attack, had a, a two-hand dunk. I forget who it was over. I, I didn't even know what to make of that play. It happened. I was like, did, did he throw it in? Did he? But he, he, it turned out it was a dunk it was directly, like two hands over the dude. Um, and then later on, catching an alley-oop from Jalen Brown, he worked out of the, the post. He worked out of the high post. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching this game again to see, to focus in a little bit more on, on how they were using him in different spots. Uh, I thought, I thought he was, I think in the first half, a little bit more passive, like just going, going through some old, old habits in the third quarter. It's almost like Ime Odoka was like, Hey, remember, we want you to be more aggressive. We want you to be attacking. And so he in the third quarter was, was definitely that. And it was good to see. Uh, also, I thought Dennis Schroeder, who did not have a good offensive game necessarily, shot one of seven, missed both of the threes that he took, finished, uh, let's see, Schroeder's final line, twenty uh, six. I'm sorry, six points, four assists, two steals. Schroeder is, um, but his passing, I thought, was on point. I thought he had some amazing passes. Uh and then his his play with Al Horford, very clear that Horford and Schroeder have a a chemistry, and you can take that back to their days in Atlanta. Horford likes playing with him. Horford is. I asked Horford after the game about playing with Schroeder, how it was getting back out there, and he's just gushing again. So that's a good combination. I have said multiple times on this show that I want. Horford and Schroeder together. I want that to be the, the, this is why I originally said, I don't want Al Horford starting. The reason, my reasoning for Al Horford, for me, not starting was, I don't know if he's going to play back-to-backs, and that's something that we're going to ask Ime Odoka this week. I don't know if he's going to play back-to-backs, so I want more consistency in the starting lineup. And I I love him with Schroeder. I love that pairing with shooters, almost like a personal catcher. I want Horford and Schroeder together. I think it's a good pairing. And whether it's Horford starts, comes out after four minutes, five minutes, and then comes back in with Schroeder, whatever it is, I want those two on the floor together as much as possible. We saw evidence in this game that that is going to be a combination that could work. If we're still looking at combinations which combinations work? We know that Schroeder and Horford, that combination is, is going to, to work. Horford was moving really well, I thought. I thought he looked spry. 
out there. And I turned to Tom Westerholm as we sat and watched the game. We were sitting next to each other. I said, Horford was not messing with us. He was not, this was not an overblown kind of camp storyline. He definitely looks like more spry out there. He looks better. And so uh, hopefully that, that can continue. And then Aaron Neesmith, still a maniac. And just once again, watching Aaron Neesmith play basketball, he's out there just running and jumping. And there are, there are times where he jumps and I'm like, oh, what, what's he, what, what's going on there? And I'm waiting for him to land and make sure he's okay. I want Aaron Neesmith to just like chill for a little bit. He plays with such crazy energy. I thought that was, he was good. Uh, and then look, this, the Celtics were down 10 in the fourth quarter. Josh Richardson hit a shot and then Neesmith hit eight straight points, two threes, and then uh, a layup to tie the game. That's how the Celtics ended up getting the win. So Neesmith, maniacal out there, a little, you know, put a lump in your throat, but still fun, still fun to watch. And I'll, I'll get into Josh Richardson as part of the the downside, the, the bad stuff that I saw. Again, not trying to overreact to it, but look, this game makes you kind of say, okay, maybe there's a window open here for, for Neesmith because Josh was not particularly great. I'll get that. I'll get into that next. First, I got to tell you about Bet Online back and better than ever. Now it's time for football. Football's back. Obviously, NBA is coming back. Playoffs in baseball, plenty to bet on. They've got a new updated site and interface with even more odds, props, and contests. So Bet Online continues to be your number one source for everything football and other sports. So get on over there. To bet online, use the promo code Locked On to get a 50% welcome bonus. Whatever you deposit, 50% of that added to it. You deposit 200 bucks, you'll get a $100 welcome bonus on your first deposit with that promo code Locked On. So whatever your favorite sport to bet on, or whether you're looking for your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers uh, available right now for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Please gamble responsibly. Be sure to follow our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Locked On Celtics on Instagram. If you're watching on YouTube, I was hoping to do this podcast from the garden. Uh, I was at the garden at the game, but. COVID restrictions and they had the turnover for the ice and I was sitting down low and by the time I could have, there was no way for me to get a backdrop. So if you're watching on YouTube and it was, it's more for me than anything to be able to say that I did it at the garden. I couldn't, but, uh, hopefully next time I'll be able to, once they change over that rink to, you know, for hockey, hard for me to get out there and, and do a podcast with that backdrop. So here I am talking about the things I didn't like from this game. I'm going to start with Josh Richardson, who had some nice defensive moments. But in the first game here, and not overreacting, but he also didn't do much to inspire much confidence that he is going to be anything different than he's been over the past couple of years. Right now, he looks basically the same. 
the same as he was in Dallas, the same as he was in Philly. This game, if you if you're a Dallas Mavericks fan and you watch this game and say, all right, let's see what Josh Richardson can do. You look at this game and go like, yeah, I recognize that. And again, just one game. There's plenty of opportunity for him to break out of that. Marcus Smart, who's also, I think, in in the the down, the bad side, because I don't think Marcus played particularly well. More on Marcus in a minute. But Marcus is, is getting acclimated as the point guard running Ime Odoka's system. And the guys were overpassing and overemphasizing the ball movement. And all of these things compile, you know, pile up and, and can sort of conspire to keep people into, you know, th- their bad habits. So I don't want to go too, too far with Richardson. He came off the bench in this game. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be the best way to use him, but I think right now we need to wait and co- let, let things calm down. Let the game slow down for the entire team. Cause like I said before, moving way too fast, way too fast. And if everything is like right now, it's it's all about timing. It's about trying to get that on-court chemistry together so the timing can work. If Richardson's out there with with guys that he hasn't played with, and in some instances, guys that may not be playing as much as they did in this preseason game, if he's out there just kind of trying to, all right, how do I get myself together here? How do I get acclimated and he never really has that chance, then I'm not going to hold a a performance like this against him just yet. But it does raise those red flags because you have everything that you've seen and then you have him looking like everything you've seen. You say, all right, eh, well, all right. I want to give him more benefit of the doubt, but right now, it's it's a strike against him, as far as I'm concerned. Juancho Hernan Gomez started this game. The starters were Smart, Tatum Brown, Wancho, and Robert Williams. Afterwards, Emeo Doka said, don't read too much into it. Don't go too crazy about it. <laughs> we know what Al Horford's going to bring, so it's pretty clear that Al Horford is going to be the starter. Don't go off and, and start reading too much into Juancho Hernan Gomez being the starter. But... He was. It was okay, I guess. Did nothing really of note. He, he rebounded fairly well, I guess. So there was something of some note. But one of two, only two shots. He missed the only three-pointer that he took. Got to the line four times and made those. Four rebounds, a block, a turnover. Kind of a just meh, meh kind of game for Wancho. We'll see. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he's... I'll say it like this. He and Richardson are unique in, in they are reclamation projects. And I want to make sure that they have their best opportunity to reach their full potential right now in the first preseason game, everybody's off and that's going to make them look especially off. I want to make sure that those guys have their best opportunity to play well. And so I just want to see in the second preseason game here what the emphasis is emphasis is on on these guys playing what their normal role is going to be like I understand the mixing and the matching and all of this stuff 
if I'm Ime Udoka, I come out of this game and I think maybe we just want to get that continuity and just go with our regular rotations. You know what you're going to get with Al Horford, yeah, but just go with your regular rotations and let's see. And and start Wancho, bench Wancho, whatever. I, I want I want to just make make him be what he's going to be, and then let him get comfortable with that. So he was just kind of a there. He was there. Um, so we'll see what happens in the next game on Saturday. Robert Williams took a bunch of jumpers, took so many jumpers in this game, and he was 0 of 7 overall, probably four jumpers in there. I wanted to see – I couldn't find out if there was a game where he took more than two, but the number of jumpers that he took was a bit much. And Ime, after the game, said, you know, I think Rob – settled a little too much. He settled for the jumpers. The the magic were kind of they were playing a drop pick and roll coverage. You've got Mo Bamba over there and 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 Mo had already blocked one of Robert's uh, attempts at the rim. And so he probably said, "All right, you know what? I tr- I'm trying to work on this mid-range jumper anyway. Here's an opportunity for me to just try it. So I think Rob was trying to like, let me let me just work on a couple of things here. But in the meantime, the Celtics work best overall when he's running to the rim and he's a lob threat. This is the give and take of what do we want? You know, he wants to work on something. The Celtics want to work on something. Something's got to give. It should be Robert Williams giving up on the Jump shots. Do not take those jump shots right now. Uh, he did have a couple of blocks. Both of those, by the way, Robert Williams blocks were on the perimeter. Guards trying to take jump shots over him. Don't don't try that. Uh, let's. What else did he have? Five rebounds. That's okay. A couple of assists. He, he did. He did have some nice passes. So uh, sure on the jumpers every once in a while. Sure, but this is a good for a preseason game. It's bad for a regular season game. And let's see. Let's get into Marcus. Uh, and I want to wrap up the show on this. Marcus Smart, uh, I didn't think he had a particularly great game. Again, did some good things. Moved, moved the ball well in some stretches. But overall, just not a great game from Marcus Smart. Okay, fine. None of this matters as far as, hey, you had a good game I'm, or you had a bad game. I'm not carrying over the results of this game. But I don't know. Something's up with Marcus Smart. I, I don't want to go... This is just me looking at him. This is this is me getting a feeling that you know when you have a, a family member or a friend or a loved one that you, you look at that person, you you jeez, something's off. I can't quite can't quite put my finger on it, but it's the thing that makes you look at that person and go, You okay? Are you you doing all right? Everything okay? And that person might, you know, that's yeah, I'm just a little tired, or yeah, we you know whatever, I'm good. I'm, Something on my mind. I, I feel like I want to go to Marcus Smart and say, you okay? Is everything all right? Because something just feels a little off. Nothing crazy, nothing too big. I don't want to make it too, such a big deal. I don't want people to take what I'm saying and, and run with it. I, I, I haven't talked to anybody about it. I, but I listened to Marcus talk. I've, I've listened to him talk for years now, 
I've spoken to him directly for a long time. Something's a little off this, this week anyway. And that leads me to Jalen Brown, who kind of went out of his way to say something about Marcus Smart. I'm going to play you the full question and answer that was from after the game. I asked the question, and the question is simple. Just how did you – here's here's the question. Here's the answer. Just Can you give your assessment of how the team executed the stuff that Ime was trying to put in over the course of the week? How much of it did you feel comfortable with? How much do you – you guys – how far do you still feel like you have to go after this first test? Um, still got a ways to go. Um, it wasn't bad. Um, we got to be a little bit more solid, contain the ball a little bit better. But um, to, to be honest, I think we did an okay job for the first time, you know, playing against another opponent. We just got to continue to to build on it. We got to continue to hang our hat on defense and things like that. They got 100 points and they shot the bar um, really, really well today, I think. So um, it's not bad, but I think we can be even better. And um, I definitely demanded more for myself on the defensive side of the basketball and then demanded more from Smart, you know, even though he's all defensive, more of a leader, talk more, you know what I mean, set the tone every game and we're going to follow his lead. Simple question, right? Kind of a benign post-game question that every reporter throws out there. And he was kind of giving a general sort of kind of canned answer like, yeah, got to be a little more solid, got to contain a little bit better. We did an okay job. There's something to build on. Like, okay, fine. But then he says that last part. I'm definitely demanding more from myself on the defensive side of the basketball and demanding more from Smart, even though he's all defensive. Be more of a leader. Talk more. Uh, talk more. You know what I mean? Set the tone every day, and we're going to follow his lead. Why? Why did he take that left turn and and specifically mention Marcus Smart? Why did he take that? general, kind of benign, sort of say something without saying too much kind of answer and turn it into, I'm demanding more from smart. It's it's interesting to me. You can tell me if I'm, if I'm just thinking of this the wrong way. I'm not making a big deal of it. I don't think this is a big deal necessarily. I don't think like, I'm sure sports talk radio is going to take this and be like, oh my God. Well, he called him out. He called him out. No, 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 no. I'm not going there yet, but it is interesting. And it, it jives with the feeling I've been getting since media day that I it's something about Marcus Smart that's making me feel like, are you okay, buddy? You all right? Is something on your mind? Something not sitting well? What, what, what is it? What's, what's going on here? It's hard, it's hard to put my finger on it, can't really describe it, but it's one of those feelings that you get when you've been around somebody long enough, and I'm not going to sit there and say I'm close to Marcus Smart or anything like that, but I've been around Marcus Smart for a, a fairly decent amount of time. When you're on the beat, you're around these guys a bunch. What's, you know, w- once you, you get to know people, you get to know their tendencies, their general personality... I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm not reading things the right way. Maybe, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm just wrong on this. But I've had this feeling for a few days now and for Jalen to come out and say this, it's intriguing. 
I'll put a pin in it there. I don't know what's going to happen from from there moving forward, but it's it's something that I'm watching. I don't know what to make of it beyond that. All right. So the Celtics are off on Tuesday, which means I'll get a chance to rewatch the game and take a deeper dive in tomorrow's show. So get uh, make sure you're subscribed. I will I will have much more breaking down the game, things that worked that didn't work, maybe some things that are seeing that I'm seeing uh, that I didn't see on the first time around. So definitely stay subscribed and uh, subscribe if you are are not if you're on the YouTube page. Go ahead and subscribe there too. Uh, it's a, a thing that we're really trying to push here on the on the Lockdown Podcast Network. People love it on YouTube, so here we go. YouTube videos galore. Uh, thanks everybody for for making the Lockdown Celtics podcast your first listen every day. Now go ahead and make Lockdown NBA your second listen if you so choose. You can go check out the Lockdown NBA podcast feed wherever. It's also on YouTube, so do that. Watch that. Uh, I host Locked On NBA on Wednesdays, so definitely make sure you're subscribed for that show. And again, thank you for watching this one, listening to this one, and telling everybody, all your friends, and sharing the podcast, tell them they should be listening to the Locked On Celtics podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. <laughs>